Yo, Flop Perspective Podcast going down like this, episode number, I don't know, man. What was it, 71, 72? Or, I don't know, man. One of them episodes, man, just got done watching the Nelly versus Ludacris battle, and man, it was dope. It was very dope for the culture, but there were so many records I wish I heard. There were also so many records that they dropped, and I had flashbacks to... When I was younger, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the stories behind it and where I was when I heard this song. You know what I'm saying? But let me start it off with one Nelly record. Since I'm going for the hometown, St. Louis 314, let me start off with one Nelly record I wish I would have heard during this battle. mistaken 2001 man i was in the uh like the eighth grade bro you know what i'm saying Cause yeah yeah because i went to high school in 2002 so yeah i was in the eighth grade 2001 when nelly number one came out and i remember just thinking like man this was hard i remember the swag i remember he had like the double headbands on and the and the video and the vocal on and the, you know he was doing his thing you know what i'm saying and also it was one of them joints that was kind of like it was offset from what he was normally doing because everything else that he was doing had like a steady little pattern. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, when he dropped Nelly number one, I remember being like, man, this is one of them different ones. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's like bold as hell. You know what I'm saying? But look, bro, the battle was definitely dope. You know what I'm saying? You had joints where, oh, man, where do I start, man? You know, uh, like, as you know, I told you guys last episode, I just turned 32, so... It's like crazy to have like these little flashbacks, you know what I'm saying? Of like when you remember stuff, because I remember uh, what was it? The first Ludacris album came out, and it had that. Uh, let me pause for uh, you know hip hop historians because y'all say I'm incorrect by saying his first album, but he had an album before that called Incognito, but that came out you know years before that. But the the first album I remember hearing Ludacris was um, that. Um, Damn, what was it called, bro? Because me and my boy Rich used to... Oh, Back for the First Time. Man, I was in... Oh, my God. Let me think. Because my boy Rich, he used to come... Okay, this is this is, this is is where, you know, things, things turn. You know what I'm saying? The socially for me in life, right? So, I didn't have a car at the time because I was... Was I 14? I might have been 14. Yeah. And my boy Rich had a, got a car. He had a Beretta. 
You know what I'm saying? It was one of the old school Berettas, man. And he had like a sub in there. He had like some neon lights when the, the music would go and stuff like that or whatever. He would pick me up and we would go to this mall called Jamestown Mall. All my St. Louis people know about Jamestown Mall. So back in my time around what, 2000 and. 2002, yeah, that's around my time, man. I was a freshman in high school. My boy Rich had that Beretta, and he would pick me up, and he would be playing that Stick 'Em Up off the Ludacris album, and we would go to Jamestown Mall, bro. And this was one of them times where I realized in life, like I thought about this before, like not you know way before this whole battle thing, but I thought about this before you know like early on, like you know a year or so ago in life, I was just like, man, I'm right to go to the mall, be at the mall all day. Like we used to literally. He used to pick me up from my house probably at like maybe one o'clock, right? And then we would be at the mall from like one o'clock to like nine o'clock. Or he would pick me up, you know, like three, four o'clock. We'd be there till like 11 because we went to the movies with some little, you know, some little chicks, man. You know what I'm saying? That's when I say like the social thing just changed. Like, shout out to my boy String. He was there too. Uh, And if Rich wasn't taking us or picking us up, my mom was dropping us off or his parents was dropping us off, picking us up, you know, and then we had the skating rink. But that mall thing, man, that was one of them things where it was like, I bet our parents was like, well, I can get their ass out the house and they're going to be gone for hellas. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we used to go to the mall from like, like I say, like one o'clock to nine o'clock and then see a movie or like three o'clock to nine o'clock and then see a movie. You know what I'm saying? But I used to see all kind of stuff, man. That, that mall used to pop so hard, man. That mall used to pop so hard, bro. But, you know, uh, nowadays that mall is abandoned. It's been abandoned, I think, for like the past 10 years. So, uh, actually... Um, and while I'm thinking about it, man, I'm thinking about the situation being that the mall was so damn small, man. Like, it was not even a big space. Like, we used to be in there all day. And, I'm like, now, you know, with me being conscious of time and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, that mall was so small and we used to be in there all day. And it wasn't even, like, a lot of stores, too. And then on top of that, we never had no money like that either, man. We had money for, like, a movie ticket or something to eat. You know, something like, something like that, but nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, of course, anything that was uh, popping, you know, in St. Louis, it kind of gets spoiled after a while. So, you got situations where people just was meeting at the mall just to fight. You know what I'm saying? They banging like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, truth be told, one time a, a cat took my watch from me, bro. You know what I'm saying? But... Once, uh, you know, the situation got rectified, you know, they, you know, his crew realized I wasn't alone and all this. And we had mutual uh, people that knew each other in crews. And one of the guys that was in the other dude crew was like, man, this the dude that be DJing at the palace, man. Man, give him his watch back. And that's not mind you, man. Okay. Now, I'm like 14, 15, something like that, 14. These cats had to be every bit of like 20 years old, 19, 20. You know what I'm saying? So let's 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 get it out the window that, hey, you probably think you're here like, hey, that nigga's supposed to bang for his watch. Nah, bro. Nah. And them boys used to be there every week banging, man. But, um, yeah, just a lot of crazy situations, man, going on, man. Um, a lot of people, met a lot of people, man, because I went to a private school. And so, you know, I would just see the regular people I would see in my regular routine of going to school but when I would go to Jamestown Mall and I would just see all these people from Hazelwood schools and all these different women and stuff like that, man, like I say, the whole social thing changed. Now, around that time, too, let me get back to the battle. Around the time, too, 
my boy String, shout out to my boy String, he loved Ludacris. So he would always be bumping Ludacris, always talking about how hard Ludacris was, which Ludacris was very hard, man. It still is hard, you know. Um, what I will say about both people, Nelly and Ludacris, man, they 20 years in. You know what I'm saying? 20 years in. So it's like just very dope for the culture to see both of them and their friends go up head to head. You know what I'm saying? They're both homies and they go up head to head, man. But one joint that I wish Ludacris did play one of my all-time favorite Ludacris songs. And it go like that. All this drinking gon' catch up. And all this smoking gon' catch up. But some niggas just really don't give a fuck. Some niggas just really don't give a fuck. And all this drinking gon' catch up. Now let me be quiet, cause I'm that crazy nigga, Luda. Always got a brain, and I'm steady smoking. Luda. I do the people that men do. When I get you, I'ma sit you down. Then take it to the mentals, it's central and clown. Every chance I get, bitch, I'm hit. Not by no bullet or no pellet, but the smoke from the canopy. Just be too high, then I put my middle finger up when I'm riding by. Say hi to plenty liquors, and I know it's a sin. And if you tell me stop drinking, I just do it again. So when I get old, I'm a rock roll, shake and shiver with some blacked out lungs. Now, that's a little jam from 1999 off Ludacris' album, Incognito. Um, very dope record. You know what I'm saying? I used to bump that record a lot as a youngin'. You know what I'm saying? What was I? I went to high school in 2002, so. Uh, what was I, 12? <laughs> what was I, 99, bro? 88, 99. Yeah, I was like 11 or 12. <laughs> Hella funny, bro. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, I could go on for days, man. Especially about records that I felt like they could play. like Especially like the Nelly St. Louis joint or... Uh, Nelly Splurge. Uh, I did, man. When Nelly dropped Pimp Juice, I felt that. When Nelly dropped Air Force Ones, I felt that. I was hoping he dropped Midwest Swing. He did not drop that. That would that was you know that would have definitely been a a, a dope. That would have been a dope record for St. Louis. If you would have dropped St. Louis or or Midwest Swing, but end of the day, I can't fault him, man. Nelly came out in all glory. Wi-Fi connection was on Teddy Riley. You know what I'm saying? You know, Nelly Riley came out there with some Cane's chicken and a Cane's a double cup Cane's cup. Sipping that pimp juice, man, because Nelly was turned, bro. It looked like Nelly was just having fun. And on top of that, you could tell that Nelly, you know, Nelly, you know, we got to get Nelly the, the, the respect that he deserves while, you know, we can, man. Because this man went diamond. You know what I'm saying? He from the crib and he went diamond. And he was on there playing the songs that he wanted to play, his favorite verses. You know what I'm saying? That's what he was playing. He wasn't playing music for them. And I grant it. Nelly might have been a little out of touch with what people wanted to hear. That would have been like, oh, okay, with the kill Ludacris. Because Ludacris used to be a DJ. You know what I'm saying? Believe it or not, before Ludacris uh, made it big in music, he was a DJ. You know what I'm saying? So he knew what to play. He knew what records people wanted to hear. Nelly, on the other hand, Nelly was just like playing whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? He was just playing whatever. Uh, let me go to the list. Did he even play country grammar? I'm trying to think. Uh, let me see. Come on. Now, my Wi-Fi is on Nelly Riley. It's going slow. Some clouds out, though. It got really dark just a minute ago. Uh, let me see. Did he do country grammar? 
Yeah, he did country grammar. Okay. Also, I will commend Ludacris for uh, keeping the crowd tamed while Nelly's Wi-Fi was going in and out, while he had to restart this and restart that. He was just dropping records. You know what I'm saying? He was doing what a DJ would do. You know what I'm saying? Ludacris was on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ludacris was just chilling, man. And he kept picking his afro. You know, <laughs> But, man, shout out to Ludacris. Shout out to Nelly. Now, one thing I will get into on a deeper note is um, being from St. Louis... I'm going to just be real, and it's like everybody in St. Louis does music. Everybody's a producer. Everybody's a DJ. Everybody's a rapper. Everybody's something in entertainment for the most part, right? So, um, and this has been a thing that's going on for years, which it kind of exploded on the internet, which I've seen a lot of comments, where people were just um, criticizing Nelly for not putting people on in the city that do music. And I, when I was younger, I used to think that. I used to be like, man, yeah, Nelly didn't put nobody on, nobody else on. And, da, da. and as I got older and I, I understand how the business goes and I understand just how things are in general, it's like, why would you expect this man to just pick up the whole St. Louis and sign them or whatever you think? Like, if Murphy Lee didn't get a second album, his album, first album went platinum. But there's a backstory about that. Um, you know, Murphy Lee talks about it on his Finding Murphy Lee that's on BET, you know, with contract situations and this and that. Like, basically, he had a messed up record deal. Uh, through not through Dirty NT, but through uh, like a management situation that they had before they, you know, before Nelly kind of popped off. You know, he signed a bad deal when he was like 14 or something, Murphy Lee did. But that's, you know, that's a whole nother story. And from my experience, it's like, man, like artists from St. Louis, they have like a crab in a barrel mentality. So when people were like always talking crazy about Nelly not putting nobody on, I just kind of never really understood, like, why don't you just run your own race, do the work, and get on yourself? Find a way to get on. You know what I'm saying? That just went any other artist, too. Not not just Nelly. Either other artists that have popped locally or was able to get a record deal and kind of get on a little bit. You hear people hating up, you know, hating on them. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's other states, too. They do the same thing. But I just see that other states be putting other artists on, and they all work together. And that's how they get on. Nelly and Ludacris, they hinted to the idea of a Nelly and Ludacris tour. That would be a dope situation to see, but, you know, who knows if that will ever, you know, actually happen. Um, so, shout out to them, man. The Versus Battles. Um, if you haven't checked it out, man, check it out on YouTube. It's on YouTube. And you can also uh, check the playlist out. Show. Hey, shout out to Tidal as well, man. Tidal, as soon as any of these Versus Battles goes down, Tidal is on it. Like, they are, like, posting the track listing and this and that, man. It's very dope. So, check it out, man. I love what it's doing for the culture. I love what it's doing for... Uh, basically like a resurgence of music man there's so many so so much music that comes out that we forget songs man you feel what i'm saying so much music you think like damn i forgot that came out 10 years ago i used to jam to that song you know so i love what the versus battle battles are doing for artists as far as like just bringing their old stuff to the forefront and you know let them know like, hey these are still classics you know what i'm saying uh also it's definitely gonna pick up the streams on artists you know what i'm saying because yay yeah, what, what they have, they had like 430,000 people, I think, at one point. So, no, they had 470, because I remember Chris saying, hey, we got to get to 500 or something. But, you know, hey, that's still a lot of people, man. So, I'm sure the streams are going crazy for both artists. And this would be the perfect time to drop some new music. Hence, Ludacris did drop a new joint that he got with Timberland and uh, Lil Wayne. I forget what the record was called, but it was dope. I wasn't feeling Ludacris' verse at the beginning. I'm not going to lie, but when the beat actually kicked in and Ludacris, not Ludacris, uh, Lil Wayne came on, I was like, man, this is a hard-ass track. Then he also hinted that he got a project coming out with Timbaland soon because they got like 12 songs together. So, hey, that will be dope to hear. Oh, I've also seen videos of Nelly still recording, you know, with different producers in St. Louis um, at the studio here. Um, and also, um, 
we got to realize too that these guys don't even have to drop any new music because they got classics on classics. Like they can tour around the world for the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? Like hiding here will forever be one of them jams. Shake your tail feather will forever be one of them jams. Um, Ludacris rollout will forever be one of them jams. Um, uh, Ludacris pimping over the world will always be one of them jams. But at any rate, the battle was definitely dope. Um, I'm not sure who technically won or how the scorecard went, but in my mind, I'm going to say Nelly, but I'm biased at the same time. Now, All Day and the Night was a movie that I checked out. I think I might have mentioned it on one of the previous podcasts, um, but it was about, uh, where do I start, man? First of all, it's like two hours long, so you better have time to check it out if you're going to check it out. And also, have your mind ready because... It's a lot going on in the movie, and then at the end, you realize a lot of stuff, too. Like, I had to go back and watch the movie again. But it's basically about a guy who is doing life in prison, like a young guy doing life in prison. And he's looking back on the people and the circumstances that landed him on the path to end up doing life in prison. Like, it gets real deep, you know what I'm saying? But check the movie out. But it was a situation um, that I did want to highlight because it's a scenario in it that... I'm sure many people have faced or even thought about, but uh, there was a scene in the movie where the guy, he starts to dig on this chick, like he's liking this chick in a relationship, and then he has his homeboy. His homeboy brings him around this other guy that's like a, a, you know, associate, you know what I mean? And the dude is like, uh, ask him about a chick, like, hey, this your girl? He's like, nah, you know, but I'm, I'm messing with such and such. And then he like, oh, such and such that live on this street, da, 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 this and this. He like, yeah, he's like, oh, man, he said, man, me and my, my guys, we used to whatever, whatever, basically implying like we they used to run trains on her and, 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 and record it, right? Down the line, he ends up finding out it's true because the dude showed him a video <laughs> of the situation going. This is why the, I think the chick was pregnant with his baby at the time or something like that. <laughs> so the scenario was... Um, I seen a meme and it was him and her laying down and it says, would you break up with the love of your life if you found out she got choo-chooed on camera before she met you? Like, that's deep. That's really deep. Now, um, I'm definitely a believer in people having past. You know, everybody has a past. Um, But also, I believe that when it comes to relationships and I believe there's some stuff people just don't need to know, I don't think. They might think they want to know, but they don't need to know. Like, people be into some some stuff, <laughs> needless to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, they be into some stuff. And it's kind of like some stuff people just don't need to know, man. I remember a situation where um, a female friend of mine, uh, she had been in that situation where, uh, you know, she had told our guy about some stuff that she had did, you know, at the time. And he threw it back up in her face and, you know, in a derogatory way. And when they got into an argument and then they broke up. Truth be told, one time I met a girl, I was digging her. And um, we were having a conversation and I found out, she told me that she had had, you know, the the, the threesome with two dudes type thing. And I was just kind of like, like, not judging her, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it was kind of like, I ain't want to be that dude that's walking in the bar and then uh, trailing a... Uh, Elroy over there like, oh, dang, that's old girl we did that do do with, and she with old boy, you know what I'm saying? And, hey, you might say that's shallow to think that way or feel like that, but also, in a sense, too, it's like, man, I don't, I ain't want to be laying down with this woman, and, and I'm, maybe I have a, 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 a thought of 
you know, of this, you know what I'm saying? Like when I think of threesomes with guys and, you know, girls, you think of what you see on porn where they just dogging her out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's like, like I say, I'm just letting y'all know where my mind is at and probably where a lot of guys mind is when it comes to this type of situation. But at the end of the day, like I said, some things just don't need to be disclosed. You know, if I feel like, you know, I'm all about honesty. And yeah, if you want to be that way and and say what you got to say, that's cool. But man, I'm saying some stuff just does not need to be disclosed. Then it's like, hey, you know, if, if the significant other finds out like um, about something that somebody's hidden from somebody else or somehow they find out, you know, then there's repercussions about that, too. So it's I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's one of the things where you damned if you do, damned if you don't in certain situations when it comes to relationships and even like the body count thing. Like, you know, what I'm saying like I would never ask a girl how many bodies she got. You know, what I'm saying I remember I asked a girl that one time, <laughs> bro, this chick told me. I bullshit you not, man. This chick told me, man, she was like, yeah, she she had like 65 bodies. And said it like it was just nothing. Like it was just like nothing. She's like, yeah, she had 65 bodies. And I was just like, damn. Like, and at the time we was like 25, 24, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. You know what I'm saying? And she already had like 65 bodies. You think I want to lay next to you knowing you got 65 bodies? No, don't tell me you got 65 bodies. Don't tell me nothing like that. Please don't tell me nothing like that. And you could take it even a step further, even with the phone stuff, man. Like the the going back and forth with the cell phones and somebody want to look at your cell phone or let me get your cell phone. Man, that's stuff petty. I don't want to look through your cell phone. You shouldn't want to look through my cell phone. Of course, you're going to find something you don't like out of anything. I remember one time a girl, uh, she hacked into my Facebook uh, because uh, she wanted just just being nosy, you know what I'm saying? And I had previously lied about talking to this other chick, right? You know what I'm saying? Because they was like enemies or whatever. So I previously lied about that, right? She hacks into my Facebook and finds out, you know, sees messages of us talking. And then was like, nah, nah. and I'm like, well, girl, this was like three, four years before you. You know what I'm saying? I only lied about it because I know you hate the girl. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that phone stuff is dead. That social media stuff is dead. Um... Just a lot of that stuff is dead, man. Like, it really is, man. If you're going to have a relationship, just have a relationship. And y'all do what y'all got to do for you, man. Don't think too much into it, you know, especially with the social media. But, you know, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Now, another thing I've been watching, man, I just stumbled across these documentaries on YouTube called Chicago Street Legends. And when I say this is some of the trillest um, uh, hood journalism uh, salute to whoever does that, uh, knows all the information about all the Chicago gangs, where they from, where they started from, the members, who's this person, that person, has active footage of them doing this and that, knows every detail about this, who killed this person, and then they retaliated and killed this person. Man, if you ever get a chance, look at Chicago Street Legends on YouTube. Like, man, you talking about Chicago kids for the most part. You talking about 17, 18 years old, and they on there talking about how they got two bodies already. You know, they in court papers, you know, being identified uh, with the shooting of this person or the homicide, you know, somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, like some real stuff, man, like cats on there. One cat, he had like four bodies. It was one cat on there, man. uh, What they call it, dude? Um, The boogeyman or something like that, like the Chicago boogeyman. This dude, 
man, he was, you know, he was off the chain. <laughs> like, man, I'm like, what the hell? I'm talking about, you talking about people that's young. Like, the craziest one I've seen, too, it was a chick, man, and she had, like, three bodies. And she was, like, 19 or 20, I think. I forget what her name was. It was, like, the, the Taeyeon assassin or the Taekwon assassin or something like that. And she had already had, like, three bodies or something like that. She was young as hell. And then she ends up getting murked. You know what I'm saying? Like, crazy stuff man the dude even has like the tweet like the tweets like before somebody died like with the girl i was just talking about she had put out a tweet that said like a number and like an emoji and i guess in chicago street slang uh whatever that number is a specific location so as soon as she put that up they said like moments later somebody drove by and shot her up it's very crazy to see because, you know, we hear about Chicago being, like, you know, the most violent, like, one of the most violent places. And they'll have, like, 30 people getting shot in a in a weekend or something like that or something crazy. Or, or I forget the numbers per day or whatever it was. And when you hear it, you just kind of think, like, dang, that's crazy because it doesn't hit. Because, you know, yeah, you know it's real people and whatever, whatever. But, like, watching Chicago Street Legends and seeing these people's faces, seeing these... Like I say, these kids, man, like, you know, 19 years old, 18, 17, you know, like young adults. You know what I'm saying? You see young adults on there and you see them doing this and that and then they get killed, you know, like, or they killing this person and or they, this person goes to jail. and Like, it's, it's crazy, man. Now, Boosie and Webby, they got into it a few days ago. Um, why have been Lucci had made a post with Lil Boosie? Like with a picture with him, and I forget what the caption said. And then Webby had commented on the picture and said some stuff about like basically like dissing Boosie and this and that, and talking about taking care of him when he was in jail and how I guess basically he feel like Boosie ain't messing with him or something. So then Boosie responds and he says, "You could have called me, SMH. Truth is, you never sent my mother a dollar." And y'all had free Boosie concerts all over. She never got a dime. SMH, you lying, bro. Waka Flocka, Jeezy, Yo Gotti, hit her with stacks. Not you. Everybody know I've been blah, blah, blah. Try to help you millions of times. You try to get you to go to the studio. True, try to give it ripers for you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he just basically broke down why Webby has not been in the spotlight for however long. And basically... Truth be told, man, Webby on that shit, man. If you just look on your your Googles, man, you'll see Webby in videos just straight tripping. And really, it's a shame, man, because, you know, I grew up listening to Webby. Like, that was some of my fondest high school music. You know what I'm saying? Like, Webby, uh, what was that? What was that CD, man? Savage Life. Yeah, the Savage thing. He had, like, Savage Life 1 through 3. It was crazy. And, uh, man, 612s used to be my joint because I used to straight ride through wherever man at the time i had a volvo bro a black volvo 850 or s80 whatever that whatever one it was it was a 95 bro i had the tents on it i had the beats in the trunk i had the tv screen boy you know what i'm saying <laughs> you couldn't tell me a damn thing i used to pull up bumping that 612s webby man crazy but man it's just crazy to see now He's hooked on something, man, and do be just straight tripping, bruh. And it's just sad to see rappers go down those roads or just celebrities in general, you know, where they just get, you know, end up getting hooked on crazy drugs and go spiraling down. 
I'll tell you another thing that I watch a lot of too, man, is um Steve O. Steve O from Jackass. He's got a podcast uh called A Wild Ride or something like that. A Wild Ride with Steve O, where he's in like a like a sprinter van and he's just doing a podcast. But also like just videos of him uh other clips just talking about his life and experiences and the time he did this and the time he did that and you know his stuff about being on drugs and what it was like to be on the jackass cast and film the uh the movies and uh you know just all kind of stuff up and downs of life like it, it was it's it was it's very dope man one thing for sure i'm definitely a, a person who likes uh reality but like reality reality not the reality tv that we quote unquote get that's scripted but i mean like i like to see things like unsung you know um you know a show where you you see these top acts and they're at the highlight of their careers but you get the backstory about their life you know while they're at the highlight of their career they're going through some crazy stuff and then they fall off or you know you never hear from them again and you wonder like dang whatever happened to so-and-so like that show like bt uncut uh, not uncut, man. I'm tripping, man. But shout out to Nelly Tip Drew. Uh, what was it? VH1 Unsung, and um, what's another show? BT. Yeah, they got that uh Finding series where they got like you know, like I said previously, Murphy Lee was on there. Uh, Lil Zane I saw was on there. Um, a lot of people on there, man. But I seen on YouTube. But I think they aired on on the actual network as well. But I like I like seeing backstories to stuff, man. I like to like to look at stuff like that that's why I like especially with like the versus battles too like when 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 the artist tells a backstory about writing a song for someone like i never knew that jill scott's um uh wrote uh erica badu's part on um the song that she's got with the roots you know what i'm saying i never knew that it's called you got me i never knew or would have thought that jill scott wrote those lyrics for Erica Badu to sing. And on top of that, that that was the first thing Jill Scott ever wrote, she said. And she was like bugging out. You know what I'm saying? And then t- fast forward, the universe shifts to where they're doing a versus battle, you know, together online, man. And may I point out them two queens, man, just beautiful, man. Now, before I get out of here, man, I will say during this whole quarantine situation, there has been an abundance of OnlyFans accounts being created by women. Um, yeah. So, I'm just like, man, like, what is the OnlyFans thing? Like, is it like, you know, I know you got to pay. You know what I'm saying? But is it like, like how, like on Snapchat, they got where people are paying people to view their snaps. And I'm not understanding why why am I paying you, you know, $12 a month or whatever to look at your Snapchat. That ain't nothing I can keep. You know what I'm saying? Snapchat go away. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I paying you for? And then on top of that with the OnlyFans, I believe that's the same way too. Like, I think it's just like you pay and then you can just see like photos and videos. But it's like... I'm just not understanding with the amount of free porn out there, just being real. I don't understand why any man is out here trying to pay for uh, an OnlyFans account. Unless, you know, hey, I will say there are some girls out there that are, you know, very enticing on social media and have a lot of fans. So I could, yeah, okay, I could see that. 
you know, pay a little something to see this girl you've been crushing on for, you know, however long online, you know. That'd be another thing, too. I'd be seeing that amount of um, women, man. Like, of course, it's beautiful women or women with nice bodies, etc. And they have, like, so many followers. They have hella followers, bro. Like, and you'd be like, damn. And then you look and see that they selling products. They doing this, doing that. And it's like, they actually running a business, you know. And then you got the ones that ain't making no money off their followers. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, I just want to know what is the OnlyFans thing about, though, like, you know, then you, you, you get curious because you're trying to see what too. Well, how explicit is it? Like, I remember um, a, a, a friend of mine, there's a girl from here that's really popular, and she popped up with her OnlyFans or whatever, and he showed me um, basically the a, a leak of her OnlyFans, and it was like whack. It was like, why would I pay for this? You know what I'm saying? Like, really, like, it was, I'd be disappointed if I paid for this. <laughs> you know, there's even videos online where, like, guys are doing, like, um, uh, only fans reviews of, of of people that they paid to see you know but in, in a broader spectrum like I, I will see like okay like if a female is a uh, a personal trainer or if a female is a, a rapper or um whatever and she has a following and then she puts up an only fans account which only fans is you know geared toward you know risque more risque explicit material does that weaken your brand you know what i mean like as a you know as an artist or as a uh, entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that, you know, coincide with that? Like, or just people don't care, you know? Just food for thought, you know? I'd be thinking about all kind of crazy stuff, but that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. And I need some new music, man. I need what y'all listen to. Any artists coming up out there, anybody that underground that you like to mess with, man, send me an email at tfpfeedback at gmail.com with the song or how the artist do it, or you can hit me up at DJ S O F L Y Y on Instagram, man. We're gonna rock out like that, man. Send me some tracks.